فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we've been discussing this particular book which is the book Adillatu Shurut La Ilaha Illa Allah Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala the book which is the evidences for the conditions of La Ilaha Illa Allah the conditions of La Ilaha Illa Allah the book of Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala and so far we've gone through the first condition, we completed all of that. The condition which was to have knowledge of the Shahada in terms of the affirmation and the negation. We then moved on last week and we also covered the second principle which was to have certainty which removes any doubts or suspicions الشرط الثاني اليقين وهو كمال العلم بها المنافي للشك والريب to have the absolute certainty such that it removes any doubts or suspicions an individual may have. So then, we now arrive at the third condition. The third condition of La ilaha illallah, which is Al-Ikhlas Al-Munafi Lishirk. Sincerity. Sincerity which removes shirk because a person who is upon sincerity of worship to Allah then that requires from him to abandon shirk and not to be upon any form of shirk Allah said in the Quran فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا That whomsoever wishes to meet his Lord, then let him do the righteous actions. The one who is to meet his Lord, then be upon the righteous actions and do not commit any shirk with Allah, i.e. be upon sincerity. Sincerity dictates that you abandon all forms of shirk. So here we have the proofs and the evidences for the condition of sincerity. Firstly, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ala lillahi al khalis. Indeed, to Allah is the sincere religion, sincerity of religion. Sincerity of religion is required to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the statement, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ That they were not commanded except 
to worship Allah sincerely, sincerely for Him upon Tawheed. Then there are other narrations also will come to as we go along in the explanation. So firstly then, what does ikhlas mean? What is the definition of ikhlas? Sincerity. So linguistically it means to cleanse, to purify and to cleanse. That's what ikhlas means. That's what sincerity means. To purify and to cleanse. Al-ikhlasu fil-lugha To purify and to cleanse. That's what it means linguistically. Islamically, what does it mean? Islamically, it means تَخْلِيصُ الْعِبَادَ وَتَصْفِيَتُهَا مِنْ شَائِبَةِ الشِّرْكِ وَالْرِيَاءِ to cleanse and to purify your worship, to cleanse and to purify your worship from shirk and showing off, from the affairs of shirk and showing off, to purify and to cleanse your worship from those types of things. That's what sincerity is. And so when Allah said, Ala lillahi dinul khalis. Indeed, for Allah is the purity of religion. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentioned. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentioned. Ay, fa'budillah, wahdahu la sharika lah. I.e., worship Allah alone, him without any partners. Wad'u al-khalqa ila thalik. And call the people to that. Call the people to the worship of Allah. وَأَعْلِمْهُمْ أَنَّهُ لَا تَصْلُحُ الْعِبَادَ إِلَّا لَهُ وَحْدَهُ And inform the people that worship is not appropriate, suitable, acceptable for anyone besides him. وَأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ لَهُ شَرِيكٌ And that indeed he does not have any partner. وَلَا عَدِيلٌ No one similar, equivalent to him. وَلَا نَدِيدٌ No partner. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ تَعَالَى And that's why Allah said, أَلَا لِلَّهِ الدِّينُ الْخَالِسِ That indeed the sincerity of religion of worship is for Allah alone. Because he does not have any equal, any partner, any participant. A. لا يقبل من العمل إلا ما أخلص فيه العامل لله وحده لا شريك له. Meaning, no action will be accepted from a person. No worship will be accepted unless it is worship that is done sincerely. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Shaykh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, هذا تقرير للأمر بالإخلاص. This is an affirmation of the affair. This is now proving to you, making it established to you, the issue of sincerity. وبيان 
أنه تعالى كما أنه له الكمال كله وله التفضل على عباده من جميع الوجوه فكذلك له الدين الخالص الصافي من جميع الشوائب Just like Allah has absolute perfection and Allah has the virtue upon his servants from every angle Allah is the one that has his virtue upon us from every aspect, every angle. Allah is the one who has the complete perfection. Then in the same way, it is Allah who is deserving of that cleansed, pure, sincere worship alone. And that it is cleansed from every form, any type of shirk. الدين الذي ارتضاه لنفسه وارتضاه لصفوة خلقه This is the religion that Allah is pleased for himself Pleased for the creation to be upon and chose it for them And commanded them to practice أمرهم به لأنه متضمن للتأله لله Because this religion it has within it It comprises inclusive of the sincere worship of Allah, التأله, يعني التعبد, worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, في حبه وخوفه ورجائه والإنابة إليه, وفي, نعم, والإنابة إليه في عبوديته, والإنابة إليه في تحصيل مطالب عباده. وذلك الذي يصلح القلوب ويزكيها ويطهرها دون الشرك به في شيء من العبادة. So a person worships Allah, love in loving Allah, fearing Allah, having hope in Allah, because as the Salaf they said, our worship to Allah is established upon all three of those: love, fear, and hope. Love, fear, and hope. So we worship Allah with love. And we worship Allah fearing. And we worship Allah hoping. A person does not have absolute fear and loses his hope. That is from the way of the khawarij. A person does not have absolute hope and loses his fear. That is the way of the murji'ah, the mubtadi'ah. And a person does not go into absolute love without fear and hope. That is the way of the Sufis. Rather, Ahlul Sunnah, they balance between the love, the fear, and the hope. So it is worship to Allah upon that love, fear, and hope. And this worship in sincerity to Allah, that is what purifies the hearts. That is what rectifies the hearts and purifies the hearts. Not shirk. Shirk does not purify the hearts of a person. Shirk does not cleanse the hearts of a person. Rather, Allah is free of all of that shirk and anything to do with that shirk. And it is nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that evil of shirk that the people engage in. وَيَزِيدُ مَا ذَكَرَهُ هَذَانِ الْإِمَامَانِ فِي مَعْنَ الْآيَةَ تَوْضِيحًا وَتَأْكِيدًا مَا رَوَاهُ الْإِمَامُ مُسْلِمُ فِي صَحِيحِهِ عَنَ بِهُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الله تعالى أنا أغنى الشركاء عن الشرك 
من عمل عملا أشرك بي أو أشرك فيه معي غيري تركته وشركه This is further clarified by the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Allah mentioned he is free of the ones who commit shirk and that whomsoever commits shirk alongside Allah then Allah leaves that person and the shirk that he's committing. That person is abandoned and his shirk is abandoned. So those people who commit shirk, they are left. They are left and the shirk is left. Allah does not accept any shirk from a person. Then Allah also mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone upon sincerity. Hunafa, i.e. upon Tawheed. Sheikh Abdurrahman Sa'di rahimahullah mentioned, Wama umiru, they were not commanded in all of the legislations. In every legislation, you were only commanded Illa Liyabudullah Mukhlisina Lahuddina Hunafa. In every worship, you were commanded with the same thing, which is to worship Allah upon sincerity, upon Tawheed. Ay, qasidina bi jami'i ibadatihim al-zahira wal-baatina wajhallah wa talab al-zulfa lidayh. Every worship that you do, then you seek by it sincerity to Allah, that you are doing it purely for the sake of Allah, Every worship is being done desiring the reward from Allah. That is what is commanded for every form of worship that an individual does. And talabu zulfa ladayhi that you seek closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you seek closeness to Allah with the worship that you do. أي معرضين مائلين عن سائر الأديان المخالفة لدين التوحيد meaning that you are disinclined you turn away from all of those other religions and whatever it may be which is in opposition to توحيد turn away from whatever is in opposition to توحيد and be inclined to توحيد only that you head towards Tawheed only and you practice and implement Tawheed only and you turn away from all of that which is in opposition to the religion of Tawheed. وَخَصَّ الصَّلَاةَ وَالزَّكَاةَ بِالذِّكْرِ مَعَ أَنَّهُمَ دَاخِلَانِ فِي قَوْلِهِ لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينِ لِفَضْلِهِمَا وَشَرِفِهِمَا وَكَوْنِهِمَا الْعِبَادَتَيْنِ اللَّتَيْنِ مَنْ قَامَ بِهِمَا قَامَ بِجَمِعِ شَرَعِ then it is mentioned here that the prayer and the zakat must be established. The prayer and the zakat are mentioned here that they require to be established and prayed and the zakat must be given. Those two are mentioned particularly due to the great virtue of those two worships. Due to the great virtue of prayer and the great virtue of the zakat. Those two actions are mentioned in particular in this chapter. Even though every worship is generally included in the ayah anyway. 
Sometimes Allah mentions things specifically after having mentioned something generally because that specific item has an importance to it, has a greater emphasis on it. وَذَٰلِكَ دِينُ And then Allah mentioned at the end وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُ الزَّكَاةَ وَذَٰلِكَ دِينُ that is the upright religion. Ay, ad-dinul mustaqim. Dinul qayyimah. Yani ad-dinul mustaqim. That is the upright religion. Al-mu'silu ila jannatin na'im. That religion which will take you to the gardens of blessing and paradise. Wama siwahu faturukun mu'sila ila al-jahim. And everything which is besides this pathway. Then they are only pathways that lead you to the hellfire. Those alternative pathways lead you to hellfire. Only this pathway of tawheed and sincerity of worship to Allah leads you to paradise. Then there is a hadith that Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab ta'ala mentioned also. To highlight the importance of Tawheed uh, and particularly the issue of sincerity as it is being mentioned here. وَمِنَ السُنَّةِ الْحَدِيثُ الثَّابِتِ فِي الصَّحِيحِ عَنْ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قَالَ In the Sunnah is the authentic established narration which is mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari, hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, As'adu al-nasi bi shafa'ati man qala la ilaha illa Allah khalisan min qalbi aw nafsih. That the happiest of the people with my intercession on that day will be the ones who say La ilaha illallah sincerely from their hearts or from themselves. So this hadith clearly talks about that sincerity. The full hadith as it is mentioned, it says that it was said to the messenger of Allah, Qila. Ya Rasulullah, it was said to the Messenger of Allah, Man as'adu nasi bi shafa'atika yawm al-qiyamah Who are the happiest of the people who are going to receive your intercession on the Day of Judgment? Qal, or qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied and said, Laqad dhanantu ya Aba Huraira alla tas'alni an hadha al-hadith awwala mink. The Prophet said, I thought, I had a feeling, I knew that nobody would ask me about this before you. That you would be the first to ask me about this. Because of that which I see in you, in your zeal and enthusiasm for the hadith. The most happiest of the people with my intercession on the day of judgment will be those who say La ilaha illallah sincerely from their hearts or from themselves. They say that sincerely 
They are upon that tawheed, upon sincerity. That is the condition given for the ones who will be uh, with the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ on that day. وَعَلَمْ بِأَنَّ الشَّفَاعَةَ الْمَذْكُورَةَ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ هِيَ الشَّفَاعَةَ فِي أَهْلِ الْكَبَائِرِ مِنَ الْمُوَحِّدِينَ this intercession which is being mentioned, it is the intercession which will occur for the Muslims who had committed sins. Muslims who were people of Tawheed, but they had committed sins. Not shirk though. Maybe a Muslim, he is a person of Tawheed, he doesn't commit shirk. But he commits other sins. Maybe he steals, maybe he drinks alcohol, maybe he does other sins. But he doesn't commit shirk, he is a person of tawheed overall. These people are known as the Usat al Muwahideen, people of the believers. They are from the believers, but they committed sins. Those individuals on that day will receive the intercession. Intercession from the believers, intercession from the angels, intercession from the children, until there is nothing left except for the mercy of Allah. So this intercession will occur, and there are some groups on the people of deviation who reject this intercession. But the reality is, it is affirmed and it is proven uh, that this intercession will indeed occur. الشيخ عبيد حفظه الله دين منشنز وبهذا يتضح لك صحة احتجاج أهل السنة والجماعة على ثبوت هذه الشفاعة وفساد مذهب المخالف This shows to you the correctness the correctness of أهل السنة والجماعة in establishing the proof upon the intercession that the intercession will occur on that day the Prophet ﷺ will intercede for the believers other believers will intercede for the believers the angels will intercede for the believers all of this intercession on that day is established what is wrong is when people try to go and do intercession now they go to the grave of the Prophet ﷺ trying to do intercession they go to the graves of the righteous people asking for intercession. That is haram, that is shirk. And that is exactly what the mushrikeen used to do. They used to seek intercession. They used to say, Allah. These are our intercessors with Allah. They used to say, we don't worship them except because they will bring us closer to Allah. So intercession, how they do it now in this world, that is shirk, that is haram. But intercession on the day of judgment, it will be. It is established and it is authentic and we've discussed that many a time before regarding the conditions of intercession. Then we have this hadith of Utban ibn Malik رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال 
إن الله حرم على النار من قال لا إله إلا الله يبتغي بذلك وجه الله عز وجل that Allah has made haram the hellfire upon somebody who says La ilaha illallah sincerely seeking the face of Allah i.e. sincerely for the sake of Allah the one who says La ilaha illallah is upon that tawheed then the hellfire is made haram upon him the hellfire will not take that person the hellfire will not take that person the one who states La ilaha illallah uh, sincerely for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of showing off, not with any shirk within it, then that person is a person of paradise, a person of tawheed. And of course, the understanding of that will be explained further as we come along now, that the shahada requires action, it requires that you fulfill the conditions of it in order for these ahadith to be applicable. Also, what can be mentioned is that these narrations, when they talk about a person never going into hellfire or that the hellfire is made haram upon such and such a person, this has two meanings. There are two types of forbiddance from the hellfire. Two types of forbiddance from the hellfire. One type of person is absolutely haram for the hellfire to take him. Another type is where the hellfire may take him, but it is haram upon the hellfire to keep him forever. So some types of people, it is impermissible upon the hellfire, they will never go in. Others, they may go in, but it is impermissible upon the hellfire for them to remain within it forever. What does this mean? Tahreem, Dukhul. Some people will be prohibited, prevented from ever entering hellfire in the first place. Some believers will never enter the hellfire at all. They will go directly to paradise. Some people, they will be prohibited, prevented from ever falling into the hellfire in the first place. Tahreem dukhul. وَهَذَا فِي حَقِّ مَنْ مَاتَ عَلَى التَّوْحِيدِ غير مرتكب للكبائر ولا مصر على الصغائر A person who dies upon Tawheed, not committing any major sins, neither persisting upon any minor sins, then that is the person who will enter paradise directly. A person who dies upon Tawheed, he does not commit the major sins, and he does not persist upon the minor sins. Then he is the person of paradise, generally as the characteristics explain. The second type, tahrimu khulud, the impermissibility or the prevention of a person staying in the hellfire forever. Wahada fi haqqi The people who are sinners from the Muslims, the people of Tawheed who are sinners. Those sinners from the people of Tawheed, then they may end up in the hellfire first because of the major sins that they committed and other sins that they did. But because they were people of Tawheed and they hadn't done shirk, 
then in the end they will not stay in the hellfire forever. They will only stay there temporarily to be cleansed of the other sins that they had done, the major sins, the minor sins, the other sins. No shirk though. So once they are cleansed from those other sins, because they never had any shirk, they will then be exited from the hellfire and they will enter paradise. So this is the virtues of Tawheed and sincerity. That a person who dies upon Tawheed, even if he had committed other sins, he may be punished for them, but eventually from the virtues of Tawheed, that he will not remain in the hellfire. If he had not committed shirk and he had died upon Tawheed, he will not remain in the hellfire forever. In the end, he will be placed into paradise. So, man qala la ilaha illallah, the one who says la ilaha illallah, but as we've explained before, that is belief in the heart, statement upon the tongue and actions upon the limbs. That is what's required of the shahada, as Sheikh al-Fawzan has uh, clarified and explained in other explanations that we've done before. That the shahada isn't just saying it, it's believing it and saying it and practicing and implementing it. Practicing and implementing Tawheed. So the one who does that, seeking by it sincerity to Allah, then that is the one who uh, avoids the hellfire and enters the paradise. Al-Shaykh Sulaiman ibn Abdullah mentioned in his explanation after quoting the statement of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah he says the conclusion is the conclusion is anna la ilaha illallah sababun lidukhul al-jannah that la ilaha illallah is the cause for entering into paradise La ilaha illallah, Tawheed, is the reasoning to enter into paradise. Wal-Najat min nar And it is a reasoning that will protect you from the hellfire. So Tawheed is a cause to enter into paradise and a cause, a reason that protects you from the hellfire. وَمُقْتَضٍ لِذَلِكَ وَلَكِنَّ الْمُقْتَضَى لَا يَعْمَلُ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا بِاسْتِجْمَاعِ شُرُوطِهِ وَانْتِفَاءِ مَوَانِعِهِ That is what the La ilaha illallah can do. And that's what it does. Takes a person to paradise and keeps him away from hellfire. But that will only occur if a person fulfills the conditions of La ilaha illallah. If a person is upright with La ilaha illallah, fulfills the conditions what is required of La ilaha illallah, then he'll be in paradise and out of hellfire. It is mentioned, Al Hussein, uh, Al Hassan, Al Hassan al Basri, it was said to him, Man qala la ilaha illallah, dakhal al jannah. They said to Al Hassan al Basri, Whoever says La ilaha illallah enters paradise. Whoever says La ilaha illallah enters paradise. He said to them, La man qala la ilaha illallah fa'adda haqqaha wa fardaha dakhal al-jannah. He said, whoever says La ilaha illallah and fulfills the rights of it, he will enter paradise. Yes. So the people said to him, 
whoever says La ilaha illallah enters paradise. He clarified and he said to them, Yes, whoever says La ilaha illallah and establishes and practices and implements its conditions, its rights, its obligations, then yes, they'll enter paradise. There's another famous narration from Wahab ibn Munabbih. Somebody said to him, Alaysa la ilaha illallah miftahul jannah. Isn't la ilaha illallah the key to paradise? Somebody said to him, Isn't la ilaha illallah the key to paradise? He said to them, Bala, yes, of course. He said to them, of course. But then he added, Explanation. Walakin ma min miftahin illa walahu asnan. He said to them, however, there is no key except that it has teeth. It has the grooves. Every key is shaped out. He said there is no key except that it has the teeth. It has the grooves on it. Faman. فَإِنْ جِئْتَ بِمِفْتَاحٍ لَهُ أَسْنَانِ فُتِحَ لَكُ إِلَّا لَمْ يُفْتَحَ So he said, if you come on that day with a key that has the grooves and the teeth, then the door will be open to you to paradise. But if you come on that day with a blunt key, then it will not be opened. A person who tries to open a door with a blunt key, you can't open it. You need the grooves, the shapes. So Wahab ibn Munabbih said to them, whoever comes with the grooves and the shapes, then the door will open. What are those grooves and the teeth and the shapes and the key? The conditions of La ilaha illallah, the rights of La ilaha illallah, the practicing of La ilaha illallah, staying away from shirk and practicing tawheed. وَيَدُلُّ عَلَى ذَلِكَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ رَتَّبَ دَخُولَ الْجَنَّةِ عَلَى الْإِيمَانِ وَالْعَمَالِ الصَّالِحَةِ And this is proven by the fact that Allah made entry into paradise based upon righteous actions. And similarly the Prophet in the hadith that is in Bukhari a Muslim of Abu Ayyub that a man said, O Messenger of Allah, Ya Rasulullah, Akhbirni bi'amalin yudkhiluni al-jannah. Tell me about an action that will enter me into paradise. Tell me about an action that will enter me into paradise. The Prophet said to him, Worship Allah upon sincerity, tawheed, and do not commit any shirk. And establish the prayer. And give the zakat. And establish the ties of kinship. So this indicates again, that the answer was worship Allah upon sincerity and stay away from shirk. That is the condition, that is the right of la ilaha illallah. Then there are other points that the Shaykh mentions in conclusion to this section. In conclusion to this particular point regarding having sincerity in your worship and in your obedience that the shahada requires from a person to be upon sincerity 
And he mentions that an action will not benefit a person unless it is done upon sincerity. And that the action, it must be upon the condition of sincerity and upon the condition of following the sunnah. They are the two conditions for any action to be accepted. And then at the end of this chapter, there is one more narration, which is the hadith of Al-Imam Al-Nasai, uh, where he quotes this narration, مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَا لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ وَهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ مُخْلِصًا بِهَا قَلْبُهُ يَصْدُقُ بِهَا لِسَانُهُ إِلَّا فَتَقَ اللَّهُ لَهَا السَّمَاءَ فَتْقَى حَتَّى يَنْظُرُ إِلَى قَائِلِهَا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ وَحَقَّ وَحُقَّ لِعَبْدٍ نَظَرُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْهِ أَنْ يُعْطِيَهُ سُؤْلَهُ This particular hadith, it mentions about a person who says لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ لَهُ الْمُنْكُوَ لَهُ الْحَمْدُ uh, and he is upon truthfulness in saying that, that Allah will split open the heavens and look at this person uh, and give him whatever he asks for. But this particular narration, the scholars, they say there is some uh, speech regarding its chain of narration and about its authenticity. But the meaning of it generally is correct about the tawheed section, about the sincerity section. That a person who states, La ilaha illallah, upon sincerity to Allah without any shirk without any showing off then that is a condition of your worship to Allah that is a condition of establishing your tawheed and that's why you see that if a person says he is upon the shahada he is upon tawheed but then you see the same people going to the graveyards and making dua to them to help them you go and see those people going to the righteous people and the peers they call them and asking them to help them then this shows that they have not practiced the reality of the meaning of La ilaha illallah. They have not practiced that sincerity which requires from them to do their worship all purely for Allah, not for anyone else. Because if a person does not do his worship sincerely for the sake of Allah, and instead it is done with shirk, then that is a person who has not fulfilled tawheed. It is mentioned about the mushrikeen. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ That there were those people who take partners alongside Allah and they love them just as they love Allah. But the believers, أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ They love Allah greater because their love for Allah is upon sincerity. The love of the believers for Allah is upon sincerity. As for the love of the disbelievers, their love is split. It is upon shirk, split with their deities and their gods and alongside Allah. So this indicates to us the importance of this. And the Salaf, they used to say, some of them, مَا عَالَجْتُ شَيْئًا أَشَدَّ عَلَيَّ مِنْ نِيَّتِي يَوْمًا لَكَ وَيَوْمًا عَلَيْكَ There is nothing more difficult I've had to deal with than my intention. Some days it is with you, some days against you. So they used to say, you must always return back to your intention. Make sure that your worship is always being done sincerely for the sake of Allah. Make sure that your intention is always sincere. Not doing it for showing off, you're not doing it to impress anyone. As Shaykh Al-Fawzani mentioned, the hadith about the people who show off. 
that on the day of judgment it will be said to them, اِذْهَبُوا إِلَى مَنْ كُنْتُمْ تُرَأُونَ فِي الدُّنْيَا هَلْ تَجِدُونَ عِنْدَهُمْ مِنْ جَزَاءٍ Or كَمَا قَالْ Go to the people who you used to show off in front of. See if they will give you any reward now. So on that day, of course, you will get nothing from those people. The ones who you used to show off in front of. So these are all warnings against the lack of sincerity. A person must be upon sincerity of worship to Allah, desiring the reward from Allah, not desiring worldly gains or benefits or money or position or status or respect or honor. Rather, you're doing it for the sake of Allah alone. So that is the third condition here from the conditions of La ilaha illallah that you must ensure that your heart is upon absolute sincerity in worship to Allah in all of your worship. So that is the conclusion of the third condition. And inshallah ta'ala, next session will begin with the fourth condition, which is the condition of truthfulness. Truthfulness with regards to your shahada, with regards to your religion, being upon truthfulness in your heart. So what does this truthfulness mean? That's what we'll discuss in the next session, insha'Allah ta'ala. Make sure that you're on the text message lists so that you get the regular updates about when the lessons are, what times they are, because now the clocks are changing slowly, times are coming back, the prayers are coming back, so times may change now and again from week to week. So make sure that you're all signed up to the text message service. You can give your names now at the end of the lesson and follow the Twitter account for Al-Huda Bolton and you get the updates about when the lessons are, what times, if there's a slight change, 10-15 minutes, etc. So you're updated about those things. So we'll conclude upon that now.